Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio. My name is New York Vinny. We are here on 1150 KKNW around the sound and around the world on Facebook and YouTube and online and uh, anywhere where we can figure we can sneak our signal into, we are doing it. So a very good Saturday morning to you. Still kind of uh, gray up here at the Esperanza Media Studios in... uh, up in um, Edmonds, where we uh, traditionally do the show from, although, again, we're going to get out on the road this summer and try to do the show from as many places out there as we can, try to get to meet you uh, people, find people that listen to the show, and get a chance to uh, interact with you on uh, on our little hour slot here on Saturday mornings. So we appreciate uh, that as always, and we appreciate the chance to, uh, you know, to spend time uh, every Saturday morning with you. Got a good show for you today, I think. You know, I mean, I never know. Uh, I put them together, and we put the elements together, and, and, you know, you say a little prayer just about five minutes before we went on the air, my computer went... When crashed and and screens of different colors started coming on, it was a, a rainbow screen and then a blue screen. And in my limited technical knowledge, I had to figure out that that wasn't a good thing. It wasn't, but uh, my limited technical knowledge also brought me to the fact that don't be upset, calm down, be methodical. Go through some steps here and see if you can get it back. And what do you know? <laughs> here we are. I was, uh, as of uh, 8 o'clock, I was a little bit worried. But uh, we, we made it through. And we always, um, you know, we just appreciate the wisdom of, uh, of making it through something like that. Because I really don't know a lot about uh, computers. I do know a lot about cars, though. And that's what we're here for, to talk about cars. So we should get going on doing that and talk about some of the big stories this week uh, that came across uh, our desk that uh, I thought were, were without a doubt worth uh, checking out. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but um, I don't know how this happened, but... 2022 was Seattle's deadliest year on the road in over a decade. I mean, think about that for a second. I mean, all the stuff that's gone on in Seattle, and yet 2022 was the deadliest year on uh, our roadways here in Seattle. That's why you see the speed limit being dropped. I saw in a you know in the online forum thing the other people were mocking. Uh, the speed limit being dropped to, uh, I think it's 20 miles an hour in some neighborhoods. I got to be honest with you, and I'm a guy that loves speed as much as the next guy, but I don't see any need to go faster than that down a a residential street, to be honest with you. Uh, There is uh, so, you know, there's just, I mean, you just see people out there that are just shingata, they're nuts. Uh, you know, you're you're doing 30 down the street and some guy blows by you, uh, eventually that guy's going to hit something. Now, I know over the last couple of Saturday mornings, we have talked about uh, the wrong way drivers and the intoxicated drivers. And those are such a problem. We've had four young lives taken from us uh, within the last few weeks for for idiots that decided that, number one, they couldn't take an Uber, uh, so they had to drive. Number two, they didn't care how drunk they were. Uh, They just got in their car, and that's when the car did not uh, operate as a car anymore, but as a weapon. And then they decided that they were uh, uh, well enough to get on the West Seattle Bridge going the wrong way or uh, uh, I-5 going the wrong way down in Tacoma. And 
kill somebody or a couple of people. Uh, one of the people, uh, one of the couples, young couples, 20 years old, out for a birthday uh, celebration, going over to Alki on West Seattle to um, do what the kids do at Alki. But they never got there because this idiot in the pickup truck uh, who was doing uh, burnouts and donuts in West Seattle and people call the cops on him, but the cops couldn't get there quick enough. And by the time the cops found him on the, uh, going the opposite way in the uh, uh, West Seattle bound lanes on the West Seattle Bridge, uh, not the West Seattle Bridge, but the, the viaduct there, it was too late. He had wreaked his havoc. And what, what really annoys me about this kind of thing is that this guy gets to keep his life. Yeah, he'll probably go to jail for the rest of his life. But he gets to live. And these two people are, are snuffed out. These two, who knows what they might have accomplished in their lives. Maybe nothing. But maybe something. Maybe we killed a person who, uh, I don't know, who could solve the homelessness problem. I know it's popular to say cure cancer, but I think that person was born already, to be honest with you. I think that the homeless problem, you know, but, but people who have a bright future have their whole life in front of them. It, it's just, it's mind boggling to me that we don't put people in jail for a period of time. The first time that they were uh that they're um, convicted of driving while intoxicated. It's just, um, it, it boggles my mind. But anyway, so the deadliest year, uh, last year in 10 years in Seattle. Big topic of conversation this week also in the auto world. It's the fact that uh, the Biden administration has um, put out uh, an edict that says that they want to erase 7.3 billion tons of CO2 emissions through 2055, when I would be 100 years old. Um and they want to do that by accelerating the transition to electric vehicles. The standards are out there for the 2023 to 2026 vehicles, um, but they want to move that deadline up. They want to see 67% of new light-duty cars and trucks and 46% of medium-duty trucks to be produced, be produced as non-polluting trucks. So, and there's also another set of standards for heavy-duty trucks. But the electric car is is coming. There's no doubt in my mind that it's coming as we barrel here toward Earth Day on the 22nd. It's it's something that. Uh, that we'll delve into a bit more, but but I mean I I, I think this is maybe a little too over uh, ambitious. I saw one poll this week that said that uh, Americans still weren't sold on electric cars, and in many ways, rightly so, because we still we've done that traditional American thing of building these great electric cars, but not building anywhere to charge them. Now, I know there's charge stations out on the road, but when you're talking about 67% of cars that will have to, that will be electric in a short number of years, you better be putting up charging stations all over the place because that is what is going to be needed. You're going to have to have a place where these things can be charged. You're also going to have a method, going to have to have a method that will quick charge them very, um, when they get stuck on the side of the road. And I know that many manufacturers are working on that right now, uh, where you, you'll have a, a, you know, a service truck or a, a or I'll, and I'll get to another story in a minute, but, 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 
pretty much a service truck that will come and put a quick charge into your battery and give you 20 miles, uh, enough to maybe complete your trip and get to a charger. It is no fun when you run out of electricity and you're stuck in a rest area or on the side of the highway. It's happened to me. It's ha- I've done it. And it's not a it's not fun. You're sitting there with this uh, eight thousand pound hunk of iron uh, that can't get you anywhere until somebody plugs it in. Not it's it's, and I think it when you look at different polls, people say that according to one poll I heard, I think on Car Edge this week, um. Like 50% of Americans are still not sold on electric cars. And the only way you're going to sell people on electric cars is by having them out there in the community and having people say, well, yeah, I got this electric car and I went down the corner, I went to my garage and I plugged it in and boom, it works. Works perfectly. Had uh, 250 miles of range and it was more than I needed in a day. I've never driven 250 miles in a day in my life. And uh, I feel like I'm a member of a club, like I'm doing something about uh, pollution, about what's going on in, uh, in the world as far as that. So we have uh, accelerated or the government wants to accelerate these. And, I, and again, I say one thing, accelerate the installation of charging stations. You need to have charging stations out there and you need to incentivize people to use them. I don't know why, especially here in Seattle, we haven't seen um, a charging station that that is similar to an old gas station where you have chargers lined up, uh, you have attendants that come out and plug your car in, uh, check the fluids that have to be checked, uh, check the air in the tires because they are so important to an electric car. Uh, to run the proper amount of air pressure in your tires. And I haven't seen any anything or any plans for anything like that. I think it would be huge uh, if uh, you, you had places where people could go and get their cars charged and the windshield washed and, you know, in service like they used to do. Service, remember? <laughs> Probably not a lot of people. It's been so long. Um, so that story is out there and we'll keep a track on that for you. Ford, we was talking about, uh, putting electric charges into cars. Ford made news this week when they, uh, came out uh, or was revealed, uh, that they have taken out a pattern, uh, a patent, excuse me, a patent on drone battery boosting. So you're stuck on the side of the road, as we said before. Uh, You call up Ford and you say, hello, Ford. Uh, I need roadside assistance. My car won't start. The battery is dead. So they will dispatch not a AAA truck uh, that can have trouble getting there through traffic, have trouble getting there through, uh, you know, a disaster, whatever it is that's going on. Uh, it is at the whim of traffic, right? And Ford has come up with a system that they have patented where they can use drones to track your car, find your car, and open the hood of your car. <laughs> I know. Open the hood of your car and land the drone so that it hooks up to the battery in your car and boosts it so you can start your car. I mean, it's the future, folks. You're going to see drones dropping packages off. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess the question always becomes at what point, what point does the sky get too crowded with all of these drones? And are people going to be cool with these drones going over their neighborhoods? And stuff like that. Is there uh, is, are people that live in uh, the uh, upper hoity-toity neighborhoods? Are they going to be okay with uh, people with drones with cameras in them flying over their houses? 
I, I, that's one I think is going to be is is going to go to court. It's going to be seen uh, by a judge because you're going to have how far up do you own? Uh, can a neighbor of yours have one of those drones come in and have cameras on them? We know that. And are you able to stop a drone from going over your property? I mean, I don't think you can. Airplanes go over property all the time. Probably a similar law that uh, occurs. But uh, I find it very interesting to uh, to see this kind of technology used in this manner. I mean, I think it would be great. Listen, I drove uh, a AAA truck for many years. And uh, it was so frustrating to try to get to people sometimes in uh, high traffic situations. If somebody had a dead battery when they came out of the house in the morning and the streets were jammed with people going to work, it could take you an hour to go, uh, you know, give somebody a boost so they could go to work. You know, if you can cut that time down, if you can eliminate that, that time now, I guess my question would be, how are they going to tell if the car is okay to drive once you have a mechanical problem with it? That's something that that I think they're going to have to kind of figure out and understand a little bit more because many times when you would go to boost the car, there's what is the problem that caused that battery to go dead? And sometimes people just leave their lights on. Battery's dead, you boost it, battery charges while you're driving, and you're good to go. But what about the alternator belt that comes off? What about the different things that can happen to a car, Uh, a a loose wire? Uh, You almost have to run some kind of diagnostic on the car so that you feel comfortable and confident in letting that car that driver back into that car and letting them go out on the road only to get stuck again. Not a smart thing to do. And people do it. I mean, even when somebody's telling them that there's something wrong with the car, they still go. Uh, we had several what <laughs> people that used to call us uh, or call AAA, we'd be dispatched to the house every morning because they didn't want to buy a battery. And after a certain amount of times, uh, now with AAA, I understand, you only can use it a certain amount of times. But we have people that used to call every morning so that you could boost their battery and some that would have no problem calling two or three times in a day. And uh, they got the letter from the club, but You know, people, not that they're cheap. They just, you know, if they don't have to spend a 100 bucks for a battery, if AAA is going to keep coming out, you know, are they going to spend it? Most people would say yes, but there's a certain segment of our society that is not going to spend the money. They'll keep calling AAA, although I understand now the rules are different with AAA that you only get a certain amount of calls or a certain amount of toes before they say, hey, you know what? Fix your car or lose your AAA. Uh, so that's uh, um, so Ford is trying to, uh, trying to free up traffic and uh, do that. And I think it's a, I think it's a, a great idea uh, for, uh, you know, to help move things along. What else is going on in uh, the world of automotive? Lots lots of things going on that have been uh, really interesting uh, this week. Uh, Another one is I I happened across, I was doing some research on the new Volkswagen ID Buzz that's coming along, which is the cool little Volkswagen. It looks like the old... uh, a Volkswagen microbus, the Volkswagen van that was so popular in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And uh, so they've come out with an electric version of that retro van. 
and it looks really cool. And I was, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I can't wait to drive one of these things. I mean, this thing looks, looks off the charts cool. But as I'm doing my research, I run into the, uh, I run into the British Morris company. And I don't know if you remember the Morris Miner. Uh, there are many of them still around. It was a very popular car, it, car in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. They imported a ton of them to America. Um, uh, the Morris Miner, it was part of this, this British car manufacturing conglomerate called the Roots Group. And they had uh, Sunbeam and they had uh, the, the, the um, uh, Triumph and, and Simca and a bunch of different British brands. And uh, they had, the, I believe they had the Mini Cooper and they had the Morris. And one of the most popular delivery vans, one of the most popular vans in England post-war was the Morris J3, I believe it was. And I have a picture of this thing. I want to try to get it up on the screen. My, unfortunately, sometimes my computer has been, <laughs> has been weird lately. Anyway, we'll see if we can get it up on the, uh, on a computer for you, take a look at it. But it looks like they, they've come up with this really spectacular-looking retro van in England. The body made out of carbon fiber, recycled carbon fiber, and uh, with an electric drivetrain. And it's, I mean, I think it's the coolest-looking thing. It looks like you're in one of those old, uh, you know, British... B movies that used to play on, you know, on TV. Now you can find them on YouTube. But it's just this really, it has great lines. It has that traditional, if you've seen old British movies, they have that kind of eggshell, egg shaped grill. And it just looks like a cool little vehicle. And it's supposed to be, uh, they're, they're supposed to start to be uh, delivered. Coming up in December, the first ones will roll off uh, the assembly line. Uh, there was a, uh, uh, a I, I happened to run across this on a, uh, as I was looking for something on a show that's broadcast in England, and they had a whole show of this guy driving this thing, and I was just taken with it. I mean, you know me, I like odd cars to begin with. I always wonder why the Europeans come up with these odd, interesting cars uh, way before we do here. I mean, we kind of stick to that boring formula, but the Europeans go back and they, uh, you know, they've made a, a now a little electric uh, kind of old Isetta. Uh, there's this uh, J3 van that they're coming out with. They're going to make a pickup truck version of it, which I'm telling you right now will be, if they import this thing to America, will be one of the most popular pickup trucks in the state of California. I could tell you with no, no um, uh, doubt in my mind that these um, cars, these vehicles are going to be popular. And because they're just, you know, they're retro, but yet they're modern. Uh, they are practical in today's world, but they also bring a quirkiness to automobiles. See, that's the one good thing about electric cars is you will be able to, you know, you can do a lot more with the design of the car because you don't have to figure out, well, where do I put the engine? You know, you, oh, you, you have the battery. The battery lies flat. You can do a lot of different things on top of a platform like that. So I think you'll see a lot, a lot of cars that are limited-run cars uh, that'll be developed to slap on a, an electric battery pack and to go around your town. And I'm going to try to get a picture of this thing up because it... Uh, I actually got one up there for you, Vinny. Uh, did you find it? 
Nathan, you are such a good man, Nathan. I, I don't know what I would do without you. Uh, but it is, um, and I was hoping you would get in my drift when I was mentioning the uh, Morris Company three or four times. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> there, there they are. And you can look at these things, and uh, if you're, I mean, obviously, if you're listening on the radio, you can't look at it, but we'll post it uh, to the Drive Time um, a Facebook page and Twitter page. But they're these very cool little vehicles, these little lorries. Uh, that you can fit um, uh, two or three pallets into. Uh, they're they're prime for um, camper conversions, and it just really—I I don't know—I was just taken with them. Nathan, what do you uh, what do you think about these uh, little little vans? It just makes me think like I'm watching Top Gear when I'm looking at these things. Looks like <laughs> something they made. Well, you are actually. <laughs> I never told you this, but <laughs> no, but there, uh, you know, listen, I'm always for something different, something stylish, something with a little panache. I, I, you know, I hate the fact that there are so many cars out there that look the same. It, you know, you go to a parking lot and even if you know where your car is, you still can't tell it from all the other cars. So anything that you can do to give your car and yourself, by extension of that, uh, a, uh, a personality, I'm all for. And these things, I mean, I don't think they're going to be cheap. Uh, you know, the ID Buzz uh, with Volkswagen, I think, is made to reach a wide audience. Uh, these small vehicles, uh, these small vans, I think, are made much more for uh, upper-end uh, types of businesses and people who want to say, look at me. Oh, look at me. And, um, but when you have these, uh, these types of vans, and, and again, if you can see the picture on, uh, on our, uh, uh, feed on our streaming feed, uh, they're just these cool little vehicles. I don't know what they cost yet. I haven't, uh, I haven't put my order in quite yet, but I have a sneaky suspicion that these things are going to be pretty popular, especially like the pickup version. I mean, that just looks cool to me. That's a, and they're small, you know, so they're not, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not the honking big pickup again. Again, we're addressing a need that people in America say that uh, we need to, to look at, and that is a smaller pickup truck, uh, a pickup truck that, uh, you know, doesn't uh, come with two bulls uh, scrotums hanging from uh, the back of it. A pickup truck that is easily manageable, can park in an urban environment. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to uh, that that are talking about that and why you can't buy a Maverick. That the, uh, you know, because they're, they're, wildly popular even though they're nowhere near the twenty thousand dollars that ford says that is the msrp on them people are paying well over msrp for these cars uh but it's a it's a demand and we've been talking about this for years that the small pickup truck has gone away and america wants that truck we want that smaller more gas efficient more easily manageable truck not everybody needs a Silverado 3500 HD diesel uh, that can pull a house down. And these trucks fill that need and fill it with style. So I hope that they make a million of them. I hope they send them over here. Uh, I hope you're able to get them, buy them here eventually in America. And uh, good job, uh, Morris. Uh, I look at these things and I say, that's that's just a cool looking, I mean, I would get in that thing and put on some British invasion music from 1965 and just feel like I was 10 years old again. Well, maybe 20 years old, so we'll go 1975. But you could see, you know, the, the, the Beatles just rolling in one of these things in a hard day's night. As a matter of fact, I think they actually did roll in one of these things in either help or a hard day's night. All right. 
Larita is uh, this. All right, when we come back, we'll take a quick break here. We'll, Nathan will ask me the magical question. We've got the cartoon for you coming up. We're going to review the Land Rover, uh, the um, what a vehicle, what a car, what a life. What a Saturday morning it is on Drive Time right here on KKNW. Hi, this is New York Vinny of Drive Time Radio. I'd like to encourage you to log on to 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com right now and fill out the 2023 KKNW listener survey. Now, your responses will help this station better tailor itself to your needs. As an added incentive, when you fill out the survey, you have a chance to win a round-trip passage for two on the Victoria Clipper to Victoria, B.C., plus a $100 gift certificate to a famous Dave's restaurant. So log on to 1150kknw.com for your chance to win. Thank you for all of your past listenership and helping us improve the station. Great prizes might be yours, but you must fill out the survey. One lucky person's name will be drawn on April 23rd. So log on to 1150kknw.com now and fill out the survey. Complete contest rules can be found at 1150kknw.com. So log on for all of the details. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Lift me up, baby. Lift me up on a Saturday morning. Hi, it's Drive Time Radio, New York Vinny, hanging out with you on this uh, Saturday morning. You know, one of the things that happens now that we start to see happen uh, this time of year is that the cars and coffee people start to show up again at the coffee shops and at the different places uh, where car people hang out. I know that there's... uh, we have them over in uh, uh, up in uh, Mill Creek. There's the great one that I always talk about in Shoreline. Ryan and uh, Lance and the people put that one on over there in uh, on Westminster and 135th, is it, I think? Uh, anyway, it's uh, they're on Facebook, Shoreline Cars and Coffee, and a great bunch of people, a uh, great crowd that uh, goes down there and the interesting thing is is they keep the thing going all through the winter so they're out there 52 weeks a year and they also uh, get together on uh, the first tuesday of the month at the china buffet which is uh, close by and you get a chance to uh, you know sit down and, and take a meal with some of the people that you uh, have your cars and coffee with on Saturday mornings. A great idea. I love the fact that they do it. We'll be out there uh, several times uh, this upcoming uh, cars and coffee season. And if you have a cars and coffee that you think we should know about, uh, please email me at uh, Vinny at drivetime-radio.com. And uh, we would be happy to, uh, maybe set up an arrangement to come out to your cars and coffee and uh, see what's going on out there. We love, love going to the, uh, to cars and coffee. Well, we lo- I love going out and meeting people, uh, meeting the people that listen to the show, talking about cars, talking about almost anything. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I, it's why I do this, because I, I, it's a way that I can meet the maximum amount of people in the shortest amount of time. Nathan, my good friend, how are you, pal? I am doing great, and good morning to you on this uh, little bit cloudy Saturday morning. Yeah, it's, it's looking like the clouds want to burn off or, I don't know, go somewhere, but it's not. It's, uh, what are we, uh, halfway through the 8 o'clock hour, and it's not quite happening yet, so... Not every day can be like yesterday. Yep. Isn't that the uh, premise of Groundhog Day? Yep. And it seems like he was right. Yeah. You know, but then again, if you keep repeating things with the same result, are you insane? I wouldn't think you are. I think Einstein said that. I understand Einstein was pretty smart. He was. 
Not as maybe not as in me. high school, but after high school, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was re- uh, looking at a biography of Einstein. I guess he got kicked out of high school or had yeah, trouble. Yeah, I think he failed his math classes or something like that. But, you know, <laughs> that's what happens when you don't give up and you pursue your dreams. Uh, that's all it takes. It, it is amazing to think that Einstein failed his math classes. <laughs> And Michael Jordan, I believe, got cut from his basketball team as well. Yeah, there's there's uh, there's some great stories out there. People who you you think would, you know, uh, be at the top of their game all the way through, uh, you know, from when they're little kids. But uh, there are a lot of people who just who were, you know, got to get to the top of their field in what they did, but yet when they were young. Were uh, were failures. I guess that's that's why, as older people, we should always uh, give kids, younger people, a second chance, right? Exactly. Just never give up. Keep fighting. Did somebody give you a second chance, Nathan? Yes, I did. Lots of second did chances. You, you had you've had lots of sick. See, you seem to me to be a guy that would would um not need second you seem to be very uh, uh you know smart and astute in what you do and knowing what you're doing but it just proves that don't always go by what you see exactly because you can see but i've come to know you and i you're one of the one of the, definitely one of the smartest people i know which scares me in some in some ways uh, but no, it's, it's, it's good to see because there's so many people out there these days that are like, you know, they just don't pay attention and, and, uh, you are lucky in life because you have, um, the one thing that I think is the most important thing in life, uh, besides having uh, an incredible bank account, uh, is you have good common sense. And when you have common sense, because it is so lacking in the world today, it is amazing uh, how many places you will get to go. Look at where you are here. You're working with me. I mean, good Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Could it get any better than that? Don't answer that question. No, don't answer that question. All right. Do you have a uh, question that you would like to ask, ask me, Nathan? Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Wow, I never thought you'd ask that one. Anyway, I'm driving the uh, 2023 Infinity QX60. And I don't know if you can maybe throw a picture of that, the Infinity QX60, uh, the um, autograph model. Uh, This is um, a nice effort by Nissan. It's a rebodied Nissan Pathfinder. I mean, I think that's kind of evident uh they have uh gussied it up with lots of beautiful um interior components and uh you know three rows and uh you know buttons that that do everything that you need to be done in a car massaging seats so many things come along with this uh uh this um autograph edition um it's it's really a solid car that you can look at and buy with uh with confidence if especially if you are a nissan fan put that in there that's the uh, that's the qx60 uh for 2023 if you're a nissan fan it gives you a place to go uh you don't have to just switch over to lexus or to another luxury brand you can stay with the infinity and you know the infinities used to be such great cars and i and, and running wise uh this one is and looks wise i think it's it holds its own uh ride wise so far so good it's not a rough ride i've put it through its different paces in uh, the different uh, drive modes and they all work really well um it doesn't have what what it lacks though so far and again i've only been driving this car a couple of days it lacks 
that certain thing that comes along when you buy a luxury car that is the difference between driving a car and loving a car. You know, many people just drive their cars. And the Infiniti QX60 is a great, does a great job at that. It gives you a good solid car that'll go over different terrain, has good ground clearance. Uh, The engine is the same one that's in the Pathfinder. It's a reliable engine. Uh, But if I'm shelling out luxury money, uh, I want to love my car. I want to feel like my car is, 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 I don't know, it's got something to it. You know what I mean, Nathan? I, I'll bring you back in here for a second. Uh, I mean, you experience that. You get in your car and you drive it, and it's more than just a mode of transportation. There's an exciting component to you getting in your car every day, right? Yeah, I mean, you want to like your car, and you feel like your car wants to like you back. You know, it listens to you. It responds to you. It's geared and engineered for you. Yeah, yeah, that's why uh, we name cars, uh, because you have this relationship. And I'm not saying that you can't get that out of the Infiniti QX60, but it's going to be interesting to see as the week goes on how uh, the QX60 tries to win me over. You know, and I think cars do do things at times to try to win people over. And, you know, when I when I drive a car, what distinguishes it, and I think for you, Nathan, too, is that the car, like you just said, the car is trying to like you back. The car is giving right. you, uh, is sending you signals that you can do this, you can do that, you can take it through that S-curve. Uh, you can take it off-road and go somewhere um, that uh, you might not normally go with uh, with a car, but it will respond to you. And in a couple of days of driving the Infinity, I'll be really interested uh, this weekend to look ahead and to see how when I uh, when I take it on the uh, the Joe Ricci Memorial Course, how it reacts. Uh, because again, like I said, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, uh, it's aesthetically pleasing. It is, you know, it's powerful, not the most powerful car in the class, but it is powerful. It has some oomph to it. Uh, it just so far, I haven't been able to find the soul of the QX60 and I look for soul in, in, in cars. I mean, it's why I do what I do, because I'm interested in the soul of that car, that particular car I'm driving. And I can tell you that I've driven um, an incredible amount of cars that are, you know, 25, well, not anymore. I mean, you know, to find a $25,000 car is amazing. But I've driven cars that are at the low end of the price spectrum. And yet they had soul to them. They had something that when you got in that car, it turned you on to drive it. It was more than just utility. Uh, The car developed a personality. We'll have to see. The jury is still out on what the personality of the QX60 is, except that it's a a luxury-branded SUV that has three rows, uh, that has some really nice-looking Uh, a nice-feeling quilted uh, interior materials and uh, that the the color on the one that I'm driving is a a gray and black combination that really looks looks very distinguished and very nice. I drove it down to uh, Jazz Alley the other night to, to see a band and I don't know. You just felt kind of cool driving it. It had that 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 feeling to it that it was, uh, you know, like they, it's it's the feeling they strive for in the car commercials, where you get out of the car and you know the doorman's there holding the door for you. You can play like you're rich for a couple of minutes. Anyway, we'll have more information on the car. You can see pictures of it and follow along on Facebook at Yo Vinny. Uh, what are you driving this week? 
and we'd love for you to go and look at uh, the cars that I drive. I put them up there so you can see what I'm driving and follow along with the band on uh, on some of these cars, and really, uh, you know, enjoy the uh, vehicles along with me. All right, time now for our drive time Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, we um, every week we present a song. Uh, to put a little song in your heart, because we all need a little song in our heart, and a smile on your face. This week, we go way back. Uh, This had to be, boy, I'm thinking that this particular song, uh, it's, it's listed as being written and coming out in 1915. And I just read an article this week that the dollar vans are disappearing from New York. I don't know if you've ever been to New York and had the dollar vans. I don't know even know if they have them here, but New York, they have these people that drive these jitney buses along bus routes, and uh, people try to go to work in the morning, they charge them a dollar to get in, ride as far as they're going, or you know, just a short couple of blocks and then get off. And it's a hustle for people. And they go out and they, they hustle money like this. They make money. I, I, I've never seen one. Usually they're in um, tougher neighborhoods to get taxis. Uh, you know, they, they fill that need when taxis don't want to go to certain neighborhoods. Uh, you know, these, uh, these dollar a holla vans, these jitneys, fulfill that particular Need and they've been around as I say. This this song was written in 1915, and they were singing about them then. Well, I don't even know if they had vans yet. I thought the Econoline vans didn't come out until 1961 or 60. So, who knows? But anyway, here is Gasoline Gus and his Jitney Bus from the American Quartet on this week's cartoon. <laughs> Gasoline Gus and his Jitney bus. Like I'm saying, my computer is kind of quirky this morning. For some reason, it wouldn't come back to me. Maybe it was trying to tell me something. I don't know. But uh, some days, uh, that's exactly um, how it goes. So, (laughs) you know, you just, uh, you roll with the punches. uh, You hope for the best. And that's, that's all you can really do uh, when you're doing this kind of thing. Live radio is always uh, a little bit of fun, you know? That's uh, one of the things that you always learn is a little bit of fun. All right. um, Now, now, Nathan, I sent you a video. I don't know if we're going to be able to play it or not. Uh, My computer seems to be a little screwy here, so I don't know if you can put that in. But if not, uh, we'll just work on uh, off of uh, no pictures and just do the radio side of this thing, but it's time now for the uh, Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, we are uh, testing it out this week. The 2023 Land Rover Range Rover Sport Autobiography Edition, uh, PHEV, which is the plug-in hybrid electric vehicle uh it is um you know this is really an interesting vehicle because the land rovers as you know are some of the most capable off-road vehicles in the world when you go on a safari in africa uh when you go uh to climb uh, a mountain uh, they usually take you to the, the embarkation point in a land rover because they will go through anything. They are consistently uh, some of the best vehicles uh, for off-road use. Even though they've, uh, they're they a luxury brand, uh, the uh, gearing in these cars, the research done on getting them through things like, I mean, this vehicle even has a wade component to the, uh, to the drivetrain. So that if you have to go through a small river, uh, it will take you through the river, which I think is an old Al Green song. Uh, it's it's really one of the most capable 
off-road vehicles that you will ever see or ever ride in. And I've driven a number of them over the years, and every time I've driven one, I've taken it someplace off the road uh, to put it through its paces, and it has never failed. It's brought me back as far into the woods as I've gone with it. It's brought me back. So I have nothing, there's, there's nothing you can really complain about with the Land Rover or the Range Rover, the Range Rover Sport, or any of these uh, vehicles. They are spectacular when it comes to uh, drivetrains and vehicles that will give you the confidence to go anywhere you need to go. And it's not lost on me that this is a plug-in hybrid vehicle. And so you have, uh, uh, you know, 50 miles, 60 miles of electric range on this vehicle so that you can use the electricity to help you cut down on pollution and uh, lead a quiet path through the woods so you don't have to uh, come in loud with the, you know, the, the bull scrotum hanging from the back of your truck or anything like that. It's a, it's, it's a very classy vehicle. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's a city kid dressing up as a Boy Scout for the weekend. It's really what it is. But it is a spectacular off-road vehicle. Um, this particular one I was driving had Pirelli tires, so I don't know how far off-road I wanted to take it. But inside this vehicle, it had it, it was just so well done from the system on the dashboard that you hit to go through the various systems of the vehicle uh, to the way it dipped down to the sense of being able to get into this vehicle and out of this vehicle with a minimum of uh, problem. There's even a little space under the console to give you um, enough space to hide things, to put things. It, uh, it's just a really good, solid vehicle. Driving-wise, 355 horsepower, 369 pound-feet of torque. It'll take care of anything that you can uh, that you can throw up against it and the electric motor and the 31.8 kilowatt hour battery pack takes care of the electric end of it well. This thing goes for about $110,000 as it sits, but I'll tell you something, uh, throw out all the stuff you heard about repairing the vehicle. Just enjoy the vehicle for what it is. One of the great off-road vehicles that is made in this world today. What a great car this is, the Range Rover Autobiography. That's going to do it for Drive Time. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We'll catch up with you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good week.